at So Retrograde, your intuition brought you here. We will be your spirit guides for the next 30 to 45 minutes. Depending on how good the interview goes. We'll see. We'll see what our vibe is today. Not sure. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. And this is That's So Retrograde. Welcome. Did we say that already? It's a super moon. It was a super moon. Yes. Taurus, super moon, last super moon of the year. What does it mean, Steph? What does anything mean, Elizabeth? (laughs) That's that's what I'm talking about. I think this is a one for like personal empowerment and self-purification and healing, just like they all are. Right. I'm not really sure what the total characteristics of this particular moon are, but I know I stayed in last night, I ordered in, and I felt rejuvenated this morning. I went spinning and kept it chill. That's good. But if you guys want to read more about the supermoon... Yeah, we tweeted a link to Mystic Mama. Always has a great wrap-up. Yeah. Uh, We've got Halloween coming up quick. It's going to be here before we know it, and I can wait. Halloween. What's your vibe on Halloween? I'm... I mean, I really like it. Every year I think I'm going to have fun. I think it's just Los Angeles Halloween that's really taken the zhuzh out of it for me. In particular, West Hollywood Halloween. It's too much. Last year, Elizabeth and I... For the past couple of years, we've basically just, like, not thought of anything until the night of and then taken some, like, face paint and glitter and just, like, thrown something together. Always super fun. Yeah. But this this year we spent all this time getting last ready. Year. Or last year we spent all this time getting ready. We step outside our front door and we see this, like, casual, like, young people with their grocery bag with, like, a bottle of wine coming out the top. And we were just, like... We both... Our jaws both dropped and we got so sad. We were, like, that's what we yeah, wanted. Yeah, we're, like, we want to do a chill. Why am I dressed like a raccoon slash Lisa Left Eye Lopez? Because living in... <laughs> As a raccoon. In West Hollywood, there's a um, that parade every year that's uh, on actual Halloween. They shut they down shut all of Santa Monica. You, everything's gridlocked. You can't leave your home unless you want to walk or pay like a how much was the taxi that we got that I remember two years ago I got a taxi from West Hollywood to Silver Lake it was fifty dollars yeah not the vibe no so this year we're just getting the hell out of Dodge we're gonna go to Florida we'll we'll let you guys know how it goes it'll be great yeah (laughs) um so in honor of Halloween we thought that we would do something a little different later on in the show instead of roses and thorns we're gonna do trick oh that's a trick or a tree. Or a, ooh, tree. Yes. So that's our thematic choice for the show today. Right. And do you guys like it? Do you, yeah. Are you on board? Hello? I can yeah. feel them. I'm channeling them, feeling it. Speaking of channeling, <laughs> we are welcoming back extra dimensional wellness expert. And healer and, and teacher. And healer and teacher and all around beautiful soul. Badass motherfucker. Mikey Dimitrovich of Edible Spirit. He's going to talk about channeling. Yeah, he just did a channeling workshop at House of Intuition in Silver Lake, and I wanted to have him on the show to let us know what he's up to. And House of Intuition is this really special place that um, has crystals and candles and a bunch of really interesting books on a bunch of esoteric things. They also carry my favorite type of rope incense from Nepal that you can only get there in this one other place in Topanga Canyon. Bitchy. Yeah, I know. It's like, of course, <laughs> I'm going to have like the cuntiest incense ever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that only, you're like, like, they were sourced from Nepal. Let's keep it on brand, you know? <laughs> so we're going to talk about channeling. And yeah. Do you want to know what? I do. I don't really know if I am a believer. I think that's completely valid. I'm just kind of like how much of it is someone with like a super active and open imagination yeah. and how much of it is 
legit. I don't, I'm not a naysayer. I watch a lot of Ghost Adventurers. I love that show. It's the number one show on the Travel Network. I cannot watch that show. Zach Baggins. That guy is I'm too much for me. obsessed with it. Maybe if he wasn't always wearing an affliction, an affliction t-shirt, I would be able to watch the show. That's actually why I watch it, for the, for the fashion. Um, and have you guys seen the show? It's the most insane ghost hunting beauty. I've just... Been turned don't, on to don't it. say, don't say it's the most insane, beautiful ghost hunting show <laughs> <laughs> around of all the insane, beautiful ghost hunting shows. Um, so I mean, I think you should ask Mikey that question. I think he's going to be happy and open and channeling whatever answers you need. Yeah, so let's channel that motherfucker right now and have him sit here, or let's just ask him to come inside. Okay, yeah, come on in, Mikey. <laughs> It's so good to be back. We thought you'd ha- we'd have you on as like some Halloween esque realness Spooky. serving. As yeah, we know you just taught a workshop here in LA. Um, yeah, no, it's a. I love teaching channeling. I've been teaching it now for about five years, mm-hmm. um, and I started doing it very informally, and then uh, formal informally with friends and people coming over, and then uh, started realizing that I, I had a knack for explaining what it was and how it worked and doing it in a simple way. It's a really intense practice that doesn't take a lot of time to learn and then years to refine. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack on that. Yes, please. Because you mentioned channeling, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure that some people are sure what that is. I'm definitely not Let's totally sure to what basics. it is. Yeah. So yeah, why don't you the just what? break it down for us? Most what, definitely. What was the workshop? What is channeling? So channeling is the practice of giving permission to a spiritual entity to use your vocal cords or body to deliver a message directly from the other side. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the best ways to um, compare it, if you compare it to a reading, like to a psychic reading, in a reading, the psychic or the medium is receiving impulses or vibrations from the other side. Okay, so from the the other plane, from the spiritual plane or from the, the spirit world. They're receiving those vibrations and then interpreting them ever so slightly and relaying a message. So it's coming at them through the ether, it lands in the psychic, it lands in the medium, and then it's mildly interpreted and then translated for the, the recipient of the reading. Okay. The difference with channeling is that there is, uh, you want to try to minimize the interpretation, and it's a direct transmission from the other side. But in a reading, you're, you're absorbing these vibrations and then relaying them, okay. um, usually filtered through the interpretation or the gift of the psychic, whether they're clairvoyant or whether they're hearing the messages or whether they're feeling sensations or, or empathy in a way um, so it's it's more direct so in this case what you're what you're doing is um, you, you we go through a whole bunch of uh, uh, I do a little bit of a lecture and then we go through a guided meditation to raise our vibes and put in a ton of protection a ton of energetic and intentional protection so that when we open up to the other side for the purpose of connecting with and channeling a spirit we know we're super safe And during the meditation, your vibe raises Mm -hmm. and the spirits that we're working with lower their vibe a little bit. And there's a moment where the the vibes are kind of negotiating themselves out. There's a hand motion right now of a negotiation between spirit and self. Yep. We we come up. Thank you. We come up. Uh They come down. We we negotiate. Jazz fingers. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) And then (laughs) this connection gets made. Okay. 
And that's a really big moment for a lot of people because what the way I was describing it in this class the other day, first time it came out, because I channel a little bit when I'm teaching it, right, is that in a way we're all channeling ourselves all the time. Mm. Right, we have uh, an essence. If we're lucky, if we're well, no, <laughs> actually, we are. We're always channeling ourselves. The clarity of the channel, the integrity of the channel, the authenticity of the channel is where we can get sort of screwy. Yes. Right. If yeah. we forget who that self is, or if we're not aligned with that self, or so, if things are blocking it, like your job or your family or money or like all the things that prevent us from being like embodied spirits. literally anything exactly okay and so so if you're channeling yourself all the time what what you you experience in a channeling class is that self steps aside or shrinks down or floats out or flies up and you create space in your body and and in your vocal cords for spirit to connect and deliver messages <sighs> yeah it's real that's yeah, real. My my mo is to try to really say like, well, what's useful about it? Why do this? Like, right. it's cool, but you know, we hear all sorts of stories of Ouija boards causing problems. You know, what happens is it can be very healing uh, for people to experience themselves, um, sort of stepping aside and have a direct experience of something else inside of them, um, speaking through them, um, and and. Uh, it's a, it's it's a it's a really unique beautiful process. Now, I've had a number of like Reiki healings mm -hmm. or or even a session with you where you use the word um, you have guides around mm -hmm. you. We all have these things in our space that yep. are unseen by like our earthly and like commerce driven world yep. and they want to come in and like make us feel happier. Energy around you or entities around you or energy around you that is literally trying to Yes, make you feel better, but I actually believe make you more authentic. Okay? When people say they found out what they really wanted to do or like how they really felt about something. Their truth. Yeah. It connects you to your truth and to a subjective experience of your truth. Mm -hmm. So the way I've been talking about it lately too is that it's the truth that you need no convincing over. Nine times out of ten, I see people channeling their guides. Um, and I was taught that we have one guide that's with us from before our life until after our life. And they are the, the like, number one cheerleader that cannot do things for us, but that can nudge us. And in my practice, I talk, I, I, some people don't like talking about it as like there's someone sitting on my shoulder guiding me. So I sometimes like to think of our guides as just a really, really super sweet, super aligned, peaceful part of ourselves that has our best interest at heart. Mm. But when you practice channeling, they embody in a way and they express themselves in a way where you kind of get a sense of, of your guide's personality. So people can channel guides, they can channel angels. Um, I saw someone channel a dolphin once. That was pretty exciting. Um, saw someone channel a tree once. Not so exciting. So <laughs> Okay, how much of that is like someone's wild imagination? Yep. And how much is it like a legitimate dolphin connection? So it's a good question. <laughs> it's really, it's really a good question. And that's part of what we teach in the class too, is like, if these messages don't stick with you, don't listen to them, right? That, that is part of the question is how do you know when channeling is real? And when you're in a room or when you're practicing it, people go through deep emotional releases mm -hmm. because here's the thing about the other side and why we open up and why we protect is we are calling upon highly vibrational loving entities, guides, angels, ascended masters, nature spirits, animal spirits, um, elemental spirits like fairies, elves, gnomes, like all of these things, right? So we're trying to get the good good the into the room. The Tinkerbells, for sure. And I've seen people channeling <laughs> fairies. So we're trying to get these good energies to come in. It is possible to bring in more um, lower vibrational entities, right, that make you feel not good. Like sloths. 
Like sloth. They're no, they're so lower cute. I don't vibrational. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like cockroaches. <laughs> no, like um, like uh, <laughs> bad vibes. Like, they're bad vibes. They're well. Te- the technical term is that they're spirits who haven't crossed over, who haven't right. gone all the way to the light. Um, that have uh, an attachment to the earth in, for some reason, something they emotional. They haven't figured their shit out. They haven't let go of their shit. Okay. They don't even need to figure it out. They need to let go and go all the way back to the light, and then they can come back and and help us and love us and work with us whenever they want to. So it, this is all in response to your question of, of you know, how do we know it's not bullshit? Right. <laughs> Basically, you know. There is a a reckoning that occurs with each person that practices channeling, that sits in the channeling chair, where I'd say like 80% of the struggles that people have are allowing it to feel as good as it does, allowing this um, ability to feel like, oh my God, I'm not trapped in my body. I can leave my body and something else can enter and then they can leave and I can come right back in. And all that I'm left with is this feeling of love and this feeling that I've now delivered a message from this energy or entity that has, in this really weird way, trippy way, spoken directly to every single person in the room. So mm-hmm. it's it's a hard thing to explain unless you've experienced it, where a skeptic will hear it and be like, that's vague. That's <laughs> bullshit. Like, they're not channeling the sun. There's this strange truth note, this truth string that gets plucked in you. And you're like, shit, that person was talking to me. And, and a lot of people in the circle will come up to me afterwards and go, that message was meant for me. And, and that same message was meant for me. Right. And everyone is saying that message was meant for me. So that's part of the interesting thing of it is that we are literally raising our vibe into this more loving plane so that these even more loving beings can lower their vibe and connect with us in this high space and bring through healing, loving, energetic messages and sometimes energy too. Like sometimes energy will pass through yeah. the circle. I feel like the way that I understand what you're saying is, like, I've never, like, seen a fairy or, like, seen anything like that. But, like, what I can register it as is, like, just the intelligence of the universe that is, like, supporting life. The, whenever I teach a class, it's not about, like, yo, everyone better channel spirit in here or else you fail. <laughs> no? Right. It's a class. So we are practicing the technique of channeling, which is... Um, it's very beneficial for anyone who's ever had body issues or any kind of eating disorder or anyone who's ever felt um, trapped inside of themselves mm. to not only crack this open, but to feel like I can leave my body and then what remains makes me feel not alone. Mm. It's a very disorienting experience. A connected feeling. A hundred percent. And that's why the most important part of the channel is this negotiation, spirit fingers, of the connection <laughs> followed by this bizarre hurdle which is the the the, what i call the physics of channeling where it's like once that connection is made the world kind of flips upside down and you forget everything that i said in the lecture and it seems like your mind is going the last thing you can do is speak right now don't speak you can't speak you can't speak this isn't happening don't do that and then if someone gets one word out and then another and then another and that's how it usually comes through is like one blip 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 trickle 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 flood Right. Or some people experience it kind of coming in as like a download or a bomb Mm -hmm. that they then have to turn around. And then I feel that more in my gut where it's like, oh, I know there's something I have to communicate here, um, but I couldn't think of it if I wanted to. And so that's one of the weird things about the physics of channeling is that it happens harder, faster, stronger the less you do as a human, the more you relax, mm. the more you let go, the more the voice or the presence or the energy that wants to speak through you comes in. And even experience channels will be a little dry 
right at the top where it's like, is this me or them? Me or them? Mm-hmm. Me or them? So how can we take this, like all of this incredible, like ancient wisdom that you're talking about and like either prepare for it in like a guided setting or like how can we carry this with us in our life? Like, do you feel like you're channeling more, you know how like Eckhart Tolle would be like, he accomplished his silence and then he was always quiet. Like he found that like power of now or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. is there a way for people to like embody this through in their life, not just like in a workshop or how can they practice or it? in a Ouija board or yeah, it's, seance. You know what it I mean? Is, like is, in well, here, if you're in the podcast, like how can you channel your greatest wisdom and be a, present? It's a very well. Okay, that's a great question, and it's it's very different. It's not the same thing as a Ouija board. A Ouija right. board is a tool. I know. Right? I was just. I know. I know. But I got. But I got to be clear about She's it though, being because a nymph. But a Ouija, <laughs> a Ouija board, you can play with. Even though I don't recommend it, channeling is intense, and you really, you really, I really don't recommend practicing unless you're in an experience setting. Mm. Um, but what's useful about it and or what how do I integrate it the thing that's interesting about it like I said is that it's actually very easy to teach so once I once I kind of give the primer of what it is what it isn't we talk about how to do it which is about relaxing stepping aside sending yourself somewhere floating at your feet or floating at the top of your head making a connection to spirit which is the guided meditation part that I actually do but is as easy as sort of like energetically and intentionally connecting to your guides and then in the definition, giving permission to these entities to use you or your voice or your body to deliver a message. So what I would say is mm. that the, the easiest and safest way to practice something that's very much like channeling is automatic writing. Easiest and safest way. It's a kind of channeling. You, you ever heard of this? What's automatic writing? Ooh, yes. Teach me. It's it's so basically you're doing this. You're lighting a candle, you're you're putting out a piece of paper, you're sitting down and you're doing this. You're getting quiet. You're making room in your heart, in your throat, opening your crown, protecting yourself, surrounding mm-hmm. yourself with a, a white light of protection, mm-hmm. and then invoking, calling on, asking for your guide to basically give dictation, right? Or Ascended Master Ganesh to give me dictation, or Archangel Michael to, to, to transmit whatever messages I need or my loved ones need at this time. And then you enter into this liminal state where you there'll usually be like one little word blipping in your head and you start it. Or maybe you hear a little sentence and you start it. And then another little one comes. And then the idea is to just let it roll, let it fly, and allow yourself to be almost one step behind that which is happening. Um, so the answer to your question mm, is, is that channeling is very simple. We're all doing it all the time, but um, because we're all channeling ourselves all the time. So how to do it consciously and for the purpose of healing and providing loving information, loving messages, loving energy for yourself and your loved ones is really the question. So it's like how to shift my focus into this as a conscious practice as opposed to just something I'm doing all the time. It's really not that much. The other way I would say it is like look around and look into your life and see what are these moments where I feel like I'm in the flow or where I feel like something else is taking over or where like I can let go. Have you been with someone as they experience something that's like really overpowering and almost like scary? Completely. Okay. And it's incredible. Tell it's us. amazing. Okay. Ooh. So two ooh, So <laughs> two things that can happen are one, someone can connect with a lower level entity or with an entity that's not of the light. 
So, um, and then the other one is called uh, a natural channel or a trans channel. So I'll tell you about those two things. Trans channel. Trans Very channel. 2015. Topical. So much. <laughs> um, okay. So when an entity hasn't crossed over, they're usually kind of obsessed with how they died, who they lost, what happened to them. They have a chip on their shoulder. Mm. And when a bunch of people get together to let a big wad of loving light just like splooge all over the place, anyone who's lost or confused or darkened or attached will be pulled towards that light. Ooh. So I go through many, many, many moments of preparation before a channeling circle to make sure that there are safeguards in place that will help these souls cross over. Because we're basically setting up a big loving light beacon and they're like, oh, let's go there. You know, so what can happen is that if if someone is carrying a little bit of fear around with them, or if someone is saw the exorcist and thinks that when they channel their head's going to spin around, if there's a spirit in a 50-mile radius that wants to spin someone's head around, they're not going to do it in a circle, but they're going to find that person because they're both, through the law of attraction, mm -hmm. both vibrating with the same kind of fear-slash-survival-slash-attachment-based energy. So... What the difference, the way you know it, is that their energy is not loving. They're confused, they're lost, they can be coercive sometimes. They, they like want to, they, they sh people see images of how this being died or what happened to them oh, or scary. what's going on, and it's super spooky. But as the teacher, I know they're not evil, they're just fucked up. They're lost, they're confused, mm. they don't know what happened to them. And so the process then becomes very sacred where we guide the group to combine their energy and intentionally open a portal to the other side. And I call in my guides and guardians that I've worked with to do some heavy hitting stuff um, uh, that, are, that, are, uh, that are comfortable working with dense energies and we help the soul to cross over. And that's a process of helping the soul to find their way home, find their way to the light. And it's a little poltergeisty. It's like, go into the light, so Tangina. what happened? Like what? Hmm. Oh, you'll love this. So one time, <laughs> this woman. I want, like ghost adventures, Zach Baggins no, shit. here you know it comes. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. one right. time, this one time, a woman channeled the spirit of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> Channels Shut the spirit up. of Abraham Lincoln, and it's all about freedom and emancipation and and liberation and my country Was and she my nation. All that stuff? Oh yeah, but like Abraham Lincoln, it wasn't her; it was Abe. Oh my God! Shut up. So then there was this woman through the whole circle, sitting directly across from her. And there's usually someone it, when the person across from you, you have a little bit of a vibe with. So this woman is like twitching just a little bit during the session as she's meditating, as Lincoln's channeling. It's Mary Todd Lincoln. No, oh. she gets up and she comes over. <laughs> She's a an indigenous um, Lakota Sioux brave who is representing the thousands of souls that Lincoln had murdered. Okay. No. She is, <laughs> he is pissed, pissed off. And this is like a cute little chubby white girl from Brooklyn with a New York accent, like a big piece of Labradorite on her neck. And she's like, like, like. I don't remember everything she said, but she was not happy about Lincoln, but she wouldn't even address Lincoln. She was like, American presidents are liars, was basically what this brave was saying. Oh, Hell hath no fear, like no. a Native American spirit in Brooklyn. <laughs> and then what was so cool was that, that other people who were clairvoyant in this circle, before this woman went up, saw thousands of people behind her and would say this at the end of the circle. Um, so oh my God! Soup's powerful. Okay, Whoa. so then the other thing. I wish thing, we were there. 
The other thing is a natural trans channel, um, is someone who's more attuned to channeling and who I teach conscious channeling, which is where you retain a portion of your own consciousness to sort of watch the show as you're negotiating, allowing your body to negotiate between your spirit and someone else's spirit, right? right. So what a trans channel will sit down in the chair and maybe have never tried channeling before and will go under will be separated from their body, will forget their name, will not respond to stimuli, their eyes can roll back in their head, they can sometimes fall completely out of the chair. So the difference between a conscious channel and a trance channel is that a conscious channel will usually remember stuff. The trance channel has to go into such a deep trance that they separate. And, and the idea is that their bandwidth is so wide and so thick that there's no room for their spirit when this other energy starts moving through them. So one time I was I was in a circle um, and a woman uh, went into a deep, deep, deep trance. And it was the first time that this ever happened um, years ago. And uh, I had been taught to make her respond to her name. And it's weird because what starts happening is I was like, tell me your name. Tell me your name. And she goes. <laughs> no, that's so scary. Right. I would freak out. I just grabbed Mikey's so hand. I got so Halloween scared. <laughs> I I take her out to um to this little fountain that's in the courtyard of the place that we're working. And I was like, maybe if I put her hands in the water, it'll cool her off. P.S. Guys, water is a spiritual medium. It conducts spiritual energy very highly and quickly. Her hands Did you went not in. know that at the time? I knew it, but I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about this woman and right. trying to comfort her. Right. So I had her put her hands in the water. I was like, that'll be cooling. And it was literally like, like it all started up again. Oh, um, wow. And it was profound. It was profound. But I knew that she was okay because she was there. The spirit wasn't in her anymore. She was just still in this very deep trance. So it was about how to get her out of the trance. So super cool. I took her inside, gave her two big hematite stones that she held one in each hand. And as soon as they went into her hand, whoop, it was like she landed back in her body. And hematite is for what? Hematite is a- Grounding. Grounding. Deep, okay. deep, deep grounding. More so grounding than protection because it has like a, a magnetism to it sometimes. It's mm. very heavy, very dense. Um, and it's, uh, it's like an anchor. It's like an anchor stone. So um, she came back, she responded. And to this day, she has no memory of that night. None whatsoever. Weren't you scared? No, because I know that there's no there's no possession going on. There's nothing evil happening. In this case, it was actually her aptitude which made her so sensitive. Right. She's really good at channeling. But she had never done that before. Exactly. So her journey would then not become how do I learn to channel? It would become how do I learn to channel consciously? How do I learn to control this gift? How do I learn to do this so that I don't just go under, so that I give people... Um, uh, I, so that I can use it to spread more love and share more love. So if she became a more practiced channeler, how would she regain control? Well, it is about catching yourself and starting and, and ending in, in a controlled way. It's like, it would just, if I were working with her, I would be saying, okay, um, we know that past this certain point, you're going to go. So I would focus upon that certain point, which I guess for her was sort of like during the guided meditation. So what I would advise her is to say... Listen to my meditation. Focus on deep breathing and focus on your feet and your butt, staying in your chair, being present here. Because as soon as spirit moves in, you're going to want to go. So it's literally, it, it, it's... Be more patient? Be, mm, no, it's not even be more patient. It's literally to isolate the problem, which is that she wants to leave her body. Mm. And notice the moment that that happens and, and cognitively practice 
not letting yourself go. Would it be like advisable to have a hematite stone in her hand while she's trying to channel, Most, or is that a block? No, that's actually a really good idea. That's yeah. actually a great idea. I'm a natural. Well done. Wow, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> have you gotten any cool messages lately when um, you're channeling? Oh my God, well, uh, what I can say is I taught in New York about uh, 10 days ago, two weeks ago, something like that, and uh, Channeling circles will often have a theme, and this is one of the fun things about it, is that everyone thinks they're saying one word after the next, and like, I don't know what I'm saying, and yet at the end of the night, there's usually a through line. So the New York through line was all about fighting the fight, and and everyone calming down, and just like recognizing that everyone in that room was a warrior that was doing really hard stuff while trying to live in New York and make rent, and that we showed up to a channeling class in Union Square, like, we're doing all right, guys. You know, we're doing yeah. all right. So yeah. Spirit was bringing through all of these messages about the integrity and the, the battle and how much it takes and self-care and all of this beautiful stuff. L.A., totally <laughs> about how do people see me? How big is my body? What size am I inhabiting? How big is my soul versus the size of my body? Who's watching me? Whoa. Um, calm down. Like, it's supposed to be easy. There's no such thing as hustle. You know, like it was it was like every single one of my friends that's trying to make it out of here could have used every single message in this room the other night. It was it was really beautiful. It seems that you you have to be so grounded in order to facilitate these types of practices. What are some rituals that you do leading up to it, closing it down that that keep you in the space. Primed and ready. It's great. Um, mostly what it is, well, there's some symptoms that come up before you channel, usually in the day before, where your throat gets scratchy or you feel butterflies in your stomach or you can get a little dizzy. So um, I usually am just tuning into myself and noticing where my body is at. I mean, that's good advice for every day, right? But sure. noticing where I'm at and noticing the moment where it sort of kicks into hyperdrive and then just self-care, really taking care of myself. And like, uh, uh, I knew I needed to ground before I went in. And I have a grounding practice where I visualize tree roots of white light, I feel my feet in the earth, or I might even put my feet in the dirt. But one of the best things for grounding is like fat, sugar, meat, right? I wasn't gonna eat meat. Sounds I'm on, great. I'm on an insane anti-inflammatory regimen right now. I wasn't gonna eat something greasy and bready and fried. So I was like, oh, I want, I need some sugar. I need to have some like chocolate. So I went to, to, uh, to get a, a, you know, vegan cacao nib shake. And so it was even something that simple of just mm -hmm. like, I need to ground right now, but I'm not going to like scarf all this stuff. So a little bit of moderation and self-care. And then when I actually get into the space, it's really, um, it's really not as much about grounding for me as it is about expanding my awareness and providing, um, with all my classes, providing a, a clear expectation to say like, look guys, some crazy shit's gonna go down tonight, but we're just practicing channeling. We're just practicing a technique. So I make sure that I know what I'm putting forth and then I spend the rest of the session just going for that and giving whatever other stuff comes in. Um, but then protection is really, I think really, really important. And I think maybe useful for your listeners too. Um, oh, the dolphin person. Uh, the power <laughs> of the mind is really strong. So the dolphin person was like, I'm hearing all of these clicks and weird noises, it sounds like a dolphin. What do I do? Ask your guides to translate. So the woman didn't turn around and go, guides, will you translate? She sent her attention and said, guides, will you translate this? Just in her mind. And then immediately it shifted and she started hearing words and not dolphin clicks. Okay. Mm. So one of the things that I'm really, really, 
you know, incensed about right now is to say like, this stuff is not actually that complicated. Your mind is so, so, so powerful that if you actually did stop in the morning and pick your favorite shape, right? Your favorite three dimensional shape, tune into your intuition and say, what color does this shape want to be today? What color am I feeling today? Mm. You know, maybe high heart, rose gold aura, like Steph's hair, (laughs) you know, maybe like really gorgeous, natural, sun-kissed, brownish blonde, like Elizabeth over here. thank you. You know, like maybe, but you can pick it and it can be something that's connected to your wardrobe or something that's connected to your hair or something that matches your accessory for the day or maybe you're wearing Labradorite and you're like, I want this creamy, opaly, black and greeny, pinky color to be all around my shape. So now I've chosen a shape, I've chosen a color. If I sit down for literally 30 seconds to a minute and imagine myself in this shape and use my mind to say, this shape is solid, it's hard, it's dense, it's clear, and it's painted in my favorite fucking color today, (laughs) right? I love that. Guess what happens? It's there. It's there in your energy. It's on the astral plane. And then the other thing that I teach is I teach a clearing, which is to then imagine that space and see that shape. And use your mind to call up all of the shit, all of the crap, all of the stuff that I don't need, that's not going to serve me during channeling class, that doesn't serve me at any point. And then I call it the flush. I imagine the sound of a flushing toilet. And I watch all of that stuff leave through the grounding cord in the bottom of this shape that I've created. And I do that before channeling for sure. I do that before anything. I was going to say, I feel like that's something that I would like to implement all into your day to day the damn time. Yeah. When you feel like you got schmecked by someone, when someone's thrown their shit at you, if you try to say like that sucked, I don't want that. Screw them. You're connecting energy to them. You're 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 sustaining their their negative attachment to you. Mm. When you draw your attention to the shape, you're going dirty dancing. You're like this is my dance space. That's your spaghetti arms back off. You know? <laughs> yeah. So 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 you by by drawing attention to your intentionally created shell, shield, protection box that's been characterized in a way that suits you, you are engaging your boundaries instead of engaging the bastard who's crossing them. Mm. Whether they be spirit or an actual human being. Most definitely. That's beautiful. Wow. The, um, I think we just went on a crazy journey. It's crazy, man. One other thing <laughs> I want to say, which is important about channeling, is that it, it's all based on the law of free will. If I am consciously connecting or giving permission to an entity, then the entity can work with me. If I'm consciously connecting to a guide, then they can work with me. If something is violating that connection, it means there's a vibration in me somewhere that's asking for it a little bit. It doesn't mean I'm asking for it. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just you're not checking the fact that maybe there's a little bit of this poltergeist vibe in you and you want to draw something towards you that's going to scare the shit out of you because then you'll know it's real. Okay, so it's about checking your vibration and knowing through the law of free will that only energies that you give permission to are allowed to connect with you. So um, so, so the way I describe it too is that like if you say, no, I don't want a connection. Ooh. Right? As opposed to like, no, back off, get away. This is my dance space, not your dance space. I'm, I'm bringing attention to my shield of protection and I'm good. 
I'm good. I'm so good. That is something that I drill into people in these classes because literally in the minute of the most insane, beautiful connection or terrifying connection or whatever, it's the first thing you forget is that you're in charge. Mm. So I always try to remind people that, and that's really useful for sensitive people, empathic people, empowered people to just be able to say. Breathing people. Breathing people. Hold your space. (laughs) I feel like that's just good life advice for people too, where it's like in relationships we do that where we're like, we're wishy-washy and that creates like a confused commu- line of communication where it's like if you're you're not apologizing in your own space you're just like this is my space I'm good that sends like the more correct message to like the world around you both like physically and metaphysically um so Elizabeth what I'm getting out of you is that <laughs> there's a it feels to me like you're shifting your energy in the direction of creating more either content or product that satisfies your artistic nature in a really deep, like heart-based way. And the way they're showing it to me is as this um, almost like a trumpet of of kind of watercolored flowers, um, which to me is cueing me that it's it's got a guide that's showing this to me. Not My showing... mom's a watercolor artist and mainly does flowers. Yeah, that's so, real. And they're showing it connected in between your solar plexus and your heart. And your solar plexus is the center of choice, the center of ego, the center of power, the center of decision making. And your heart is like the place of truth and the place of love and the place of trust and the place of exchange. It says to me that your guide is working with you right now to make decisions that are based on not just the creativity that makes you feel good, but the creativity that's really in your heart. And that's what your guide's working with you to do. Okay. Do me! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's the truth. I love that. Steph, um, (laughs) Steph, oh dear, Um, Stephanie, um, this has more of the frequency of an ascended master that's working with you. Your guide is very much present and both of them are are giving off like a sauciness. Your guide is giving me like a little bit of, um, actually like a little bit of like a disco vibe, you know, like a little bit of like an American hustle kind of vibe. And, um, and then the, the, the master that's working with you is, is showing me this, um, channel around your throat, heart, um, and into your solar plexus and then down through your body. And the word that I keep hearing is adornment. So what I see is that you're, you're moving into this moment where you're practicing, um, holding your head up like a queen really, um, and where you're practicing what is the most acceptable form of adornment of self? Like, how much am I supposed to, um, like, be dripping in in luxury? <laughs> and, and what the reason why they're showing it to me like this is, like, you need to learn about this. Right. You need to learn how to stand on top of the throne and actually hold your head up like Cleopatra. And you accessorize. Know. And accessorize. It's very much, very, very much. That's how they're showing it to me. It's like a necklace, like totally like a necklace. So, and then there's also this part of me that feels like you're confusing. Like there's a little bit of a hellcat in you. That's this like disco bunny um, guide that, that, that's with you that kind of wants to like drive around in LA in a convertible, like doing blow and like hitting someone and like doing a hit and run and like yes. continuing to go. And it's just like, it's like, it's like, ah, You're like, like this time that game. I miss. I'm rock and roll, dude. GTA, totally. You know, um, <laughs> that feels to me like it's your guide's energy. Mm. That your guide who's working with you has this like badass, like gangster, like let's stir some shit up. No fucking status quo here. Yeah. Like eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Yeah. Right? So then yeah. the ascended master though is coming in saying like, don't, confuse your the projection of your most excellent self 
with stirring shit up. Mm. That's really good advice. That's it. Thank you. She heard that. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. This. That was incredible. Is incredible. Thanks, guys. You are an ascended master for the show. Oh. Yes. And we thank you so much. I have. Um, I have swag bag. Oh yeah. Guys. Oh yeah. I have my edible spirit on. <gasps> yes! Oh, yeah. So let's talk as you're pulling that out, let's talk about where we can find you on the internet. Thanks, Mikey. Ediblespirit.com is my uh, my freshly launched website. Thank at you. Edible Spirit on Twitter. These and are so uh, Edible Spirit bags. Services on Instagram. But if you go to the website, you can join everything. Fantastic. And, and I've done a, a class with you on card reading. Mm-hmm. So you, in addition to channeling, you teach... I teach oracle card reading. I teach um, I teach uh, psychometry, which is the practice of reading objects, um, reading uh, the vibrations in objects, um, which can sometimes lead to like a little bit of mediumship class. Um, I teach a bunch of other stuff. I do other workshops. I do like guided journeys and all of it's listed on the website. But what I'm actually trying to do now is shifting in a little bit of a direction where we're using like a Tupperware party model mm-hmm. where I'm trying to get people to gather like eight of their besties, you know, diffuse the cost of a three-hour session and like get together. It's kind of like the, the session we did. Well, why like don't we have a call to action? Because we were having a conversation on the phone. If anyone in LA is interested in being involved in this channeling dinner party that Mikey's trying to throw together. Oh, yeah. I want to start... Um, Hit us up and we'll include you in that. That'd be amazing. Because you so want it to be people that you don't know. Right? People that I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think this is a business model that can sweep the nation. Oh, you're the best, I mean, if guys. sex toy parties are working, so can spirit toy parties. Yeah. It's true. Botox it's true. parties, sex toy parties, spirit channeling parties. Yeah. yeah. Sign me up for all of them. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being here and happy... Halloween! <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde! So that was like a mini channel moment that just happened. Whoa, I feel like touched by an angel. I'm really enjoying this like stoic, queeny 70s rock and roller that's within you. I mean, I'm just glowing with that information. Yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense. I know. But I feel like we're like, I'm, I love Mikey. I'm down with whatever he's throwing out there but I'm still a little quesh on all that I think we just need to have the experience for ourselves so we can speak up from that place yeah so maybe we should try that and report back hmm, maybe we should is it time for roses and thorns don't you mean trick or treat you got to do a song trick or treat it's like roses and thorns except for it's spooky Woohoo! <laughs> oh gosh, people just literally muted. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like turning it down. They are no musicians. Never mind. Guys, I could have been okay. a songwriter. So we got tricks. We got treats. Yes. You want to open it up? Sure. So I feel like, well, tricks are like a little bit more negative, like it's a trick, and treats are obviously, you guys get what a treat is. Yeah. Do you get what a treat is? Tweet us. I've got a few treats. So give me them. Okay. Give me so, them treats. Went to a very cool event here in LA this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It was called Le Ball. It was a drag show benefiting the LGBTQ community. Is that all the letters? Here. Are you sure that's all the letters? And it was hosted by Candace Kane. Oh, I and love Candace Kane. Of I Am Kate fame. No, and no, of dirty, sexy money and fame. And of Nip Tuck fame. Come on. But she, she made a funny joke. She was like, it's for the A to Z's. 
because there's so many letters now. Yes. Very cute. I so, love it. Um, it was wonderful. If you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, Raja was there. Delta Work was there. It was really enjoyable. And I brought the boy, and he was equally as into it but as did I Did he was. love it? He loved it. <laughs> and so it was great. And then we watched Paris is Burning. Oh, you had a dragged out weekend. We had weekend. a dragged out weekend. My favorite quote from Paris is Burning is, don't be shady, just be fierce. There's so many quotes. I mean, that is the ultimate doc. Yeah. If you ask me. Future legendary children. Oh, yeah. You guys definitely watch that documentary. It's a treat every time. I think it was probably my fifth time I saw it. And yeah. it's just, and then, but then I trick. Yeah. Like everybody's passed away. So I would say, but I'd love, I think they're still like. AIDS trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <fucked> <laughs> so um, the drag ball, man, that was be- a beautiful experience. Great way to spend the weekend. Okay. My trick uh, is relevant to TSR topics. I bought a dry brush. So dry brushing is a process of draw- of of using like a natural fiber brush that you buy. It's usually like some sort of animal hair or some fiber. And you brush from your extremities towards your heart, starting with your hands, going everything towards your heart. You do your legs, you do your back, and you just go up. And then if you brush down your chest, you go down. So you're what it's basically supposed to be doing is exfoliating, obviously. And then um, detoxifying your skin because, like, your skin's the largest organ in your body. And yeah. uh, so it takes away toxins and it's just supposed to, like, move energy around your body. Circulation. And after I do it, I honestly feel so revived. I'll do it, like, before I take a shower or just if I'm, like, bored. I feel – it makes my whole body, like, so warm. And I feel, like, a renewed sense of just, like, energy in my – human body There's skin. something about just like taking that moment for whatever it is. So dry brushing and another <laughs> medical rose or treat would be CBD oil pills. Okay. What are they doing? CBD is the other chemical compound from marijuana plant. It's like not the activated THC. It's CBD, so it's not psychoactive. Mm-hmm. There's no like high component. But um. Oh, right, right, right. These are the things you got for your grandma. I got for my grandma from, at the weed store because she's sick then of course she wouldn't take them because she's like what are they yeah so I took them back and I started taking them myself and I've taken five days of them because I like to give I like to be my own guinea pig for stuff sure 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 and it's honestly just like a nice relaxed like uh, like you said how you felt on the ashwagandha herb Mm -hmm. that's like kind of how I feel I feel like I know I have cramps right now but I can't really feel them as much because I feel like it's giving me just like a more calming sensation in my body Yes, if you have medical marijuana in your state, I recommend so CBD. So you can get the CBD at the mar- medical marijuana store. Yeah. What about the dry brush? Where do we get that? Organic grocery store near you, or I'm sure you can get it on Thrive Market. Sure. Or sure. we'll have a link to one on the blog. Hey, hey, hey. A treat, an actual treat. I found this, like, I figured out this, like, great granola hack by the help of food52.com, one of my favorite recipe websites. Um... Made some granola this weekend. You sampled it. It was delicious. It was great. Olive oil, maple syrup, like whatever nuts, dried fruit, rolled oats, whatever the combo is, coconut uh, flakes, flakes, which was... I wouldn't do that, but she liked it. Right. I liked it. A little salt, a little more sugar because the maple syrup, I was like very ginger with it. Yeah. Toasted that until you can like smell it being toasty. What a snack. What a hit throughout the weekend. Yeah, it was just laying around the house and we wouldn't stop eating if it. If you want your friends to like you, make, make granola. granola. <laughs> Very seasonal and an actual treat. I feel like that's a lot of treats. What yeah. about we have any tricks? Mm, well, I, I mean, read that the Persian Gulf is overheating, which is pretty shitty. 
Was that it? That's it. All right. That's I feel all like got. We, we gave you guys a lot yeah, today. Yeah, we got spirits. We got tricks. We got treats. Nonstop hitting you with the flow. We got drag queens. We got, that's it. Oh, we got channeling. Oh, yeah, we got channeling. That was amazing. I'm never going to forget that. Let's channel this to a close. Um, uh, if you want to check us out, we're at So Retrograde. We will uh, participate in social media sporadically. No, we participate. Once in a while. Yeah. and Once in a while, every day. That's So Retrograde.com. And hey, if you like the show, or if you don't, why not leave us a uh, review on iTunes? Because Guys, it makes us feel good in our hearts to know that we have active participants. We're the grassroots generation. We need you to get involved. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Eat all the candy, but be mindful while you do so. Namaste. Yes, that's a retrograde.